Alrighty, everybody. Hello. I am your host, Terry on Bell, and this is Philosophize. So, welcome. I know I said I was going to be doing this a while ago, but, you know, life happened, so it took a minute for it to get started. However, this podcast has a different spin on it. Instead of it being about one thing, we have a different topic every single week. We, being my potential co-host, Chase Jacobs, and we'll see how he'll do under the pressure this week as he is very nervous. So, if it's like, if it goes wrong, do not say anything about it. I will find you. I will find your address. I will Google you and put you in the PA docket system and find you. So, But, anyways... So, obviously, we have myself, Terrion Bell, and also Chase here, so I'm going to let him introduce himself. So, Chase, floor is yours. Hi, uh, my name is Chase. Uh, you know, like Terrion said, I always like to, you know, kind of address the, the nervousness ahead of time, you know. It's my first time. I, I normally talk a lot, but, you know, mm-hmm. in, in settings like this, I get a little bit nervous. But as we go on, I'm sure I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. He legit talks for like hours and hours <laughs> on end. Like he can talk for like eight hours and then like nothing would make sense or matter from a sentence. But yeah. you know, he would still do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, but yeah. So, well, Chase, um, tell us about yourself. Like, what's your major? Sure. Where are you at now? Stuff like that. Sure. Uh, right now, I am a junior marketing major, but I don't know how I feel currently. I just feel like maybe I can dedicate my time to something a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But as for right now, I'm a marketing major. Uh, I have a history minor. I'm pretty interested mm-hmm. in history and very, yeah, very interested in history and uh, what we can learn about history and stuff like that. Um, on campus, I don't think I'm involved in as many extracurriculars as I would like to be, but you know, I think this is one of my one of many starts that I would like to kind of get myself a little bit more involved with with campus. Seem to be kind of be there, folks. We might have another person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe never know. You had said, real quick, you had said something about, like, marketing. Like, what may, What are you thinking with marketing? Like, are you not doing it anymore? Like, do you not like it as much as you did before? Or Sure. Um, I like marketing, obviously. Um, I think that part of creative business to me is very interesting. But as a, as a career, as something that I feel, you know, putting food on my family's table in the future, I just don't think that that's the same as you know the way that I view it currently you know I think that there's money to be made of course you know and there's definitely a lot going on you know as far as marketing nowadays especially in the digital era so I think there's a market there I just think for me personally right now maybe pursuing that is uh, not the best use of what I'm learning and what I'm doing right now Mm -hmm. so then what do you think you might be switching it to (laughs) if you have any idea of that um I mean, I have I have a few ideas, you know. Obviously, the first idea would be just taking a general business route and uh, pursuing some sort of international business, and okay. you know, as my fifth year or my sixth year, you know, here depending on how Six everything, years, oh my God. you know, depending on how everything works out, depending on you know all of my credits and all of that. But mm-hmm. you know, international business, and then the other one, you know, if if I could, I would like to, you know, I talk to history teacher that I've had for the past two years now and looking into history you know maybe there's a maybe there's something there maybe not I just have to kind of see career wise and making mm-hmm. sure that I'm I'm comfortable whilst also being able to pursue what I want to do mm-hmm. you know so it's tough yeah especially because like your job is the thing that you're gonna be doing for like based almost the rest of your life yeah different opinions on that but we'll, that'll be a different well, that'll be a different episode topic I'm yeah it's that a great topic but but um Especially making sure, like, you enjoy your career later on in life is something that I want to make sure that I have as well. But also, I don't want to make the rest of my life just work, if that makes sense. Exactly. Like, I don't want it to just be like, oh, you know, going to work, coming home, feeding the kids yeah. that I don't have, um, and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, I want it to, I want to enjoy, like, I want to travel, I want to, like, just be, like, a free soul, basically. Absolutely. Like, I don't want stuff to hold me back. Like, especially this year with money, too. Damn, this is yes. deep. Um, especially with, like, money and stuff this year. Like, money has been one of the biggest things that's, like, been like a big piece of me for some reason i don't know why but sure. it just like it always caused me stress so it always caused me like anxiety when i like when it would happen and stuff like that like it would always just be like in the back of my mind like okay like money is just like the top priority right. but then this past year um going like after 
realizing like money isn't too much of a thing, too big of a thing, and just like it comes and goes. That's what it's supposed to do. That's Absolutely. money in general. Right. I was like, okay, that helped a little bit, but still, even I have my moments. Like even now, like I have a good amount of money in my savings account. I'm not going to disclose that information because that's none of your guys's business. <laughs> but <laughs> just Vice know, it's a pretty hefty sum of money. Um, two thousand something dollars, if you want to be exact. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's pretty much there, and it's like it's going to be hard to run out of to use and stuff. But I'm just always like, how can I save this? Like I don't want to use right. it all. I don't want to be like have no money. Cause like it's not like I've been poor. Like I haven't been poor before, but I just like sure. for my in my own bank account, I like using my own money, mm-hmm. especially because I'm like 20 years old at this point. So like you right. know, it's Absolutely. easy to have my own money, have my own job, for myself sure. and stuff like that. So, but preface that'll be a, that'll be a different kind of conversation for a different yeah, time. So hours and hours on that. <laughs> I'm about sure. to say like even here right now, I could just talk about it. Well, you know what? Since we're already on, oops, sorry guys. Since we're already on it, might as well. So sure. and I'll figure out a way to tie it into the topic. It's okay. Yeah, so, no but um, so. Well, yeah, I just basically get my whole life story on money. So, like, what's your take on that? Like, sure. what do you think with it? Um, I'm a bad example, <laughs> to, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to, to put it the least. Um, I was a very, very fortunate kid. You know, my dad was very successful in his own business, um, you know, both monetarily and being able to provide for his family. Um, whereas I had a mom who was kind of the opposite. She had the ability to not have to pursue money and instead spent 20 years living her dream life and you know even now that she doesn't make as much money she's not in the job that she wanted when she was a kid she kind of lived her dream job for 20 years you know Mm -hmm. she got to do what a lot of people didn't get to do so what does she do exactly you might have said it but i was Um, like (laughs) no right now she's uh she's an elementary school teacher but before she used to teach college dance and art history oh wow okay yeah yeah, so she's basically shakira is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah something like that you know Mm -hmm. um so i've been very fortunate as to being able to see that you know, money for me hasn't really been much of an issue. I've been very fortunate in that, you know, I haven't had to worry about that. And I've also had the other perspective of a parent who, you know, kind of lived their dream. So for me, you know, very, very, very young, money started to be less important to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds, you know, maybe arrogant or something, but to me, I think a lot of people or a lot of individuals more so they kind of look at money as a good as a physical something that you want to attain whereas I think as I've started to grow up as I've started to progress through life I've kind of seen that money to me is the gateway to what I want it's not the end goal of what I want and I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people end on like oh I have a million dollars in my bank account or I have this much amount in my bank account I'm set this is um, this I made it that's it Mm -hmm. whereas for me you know you could have five, ten, twenty million dollars in your bank account and still not be achieving your goals, or you could have five dollars in your bank account and you could be achieving every goal that you've ever set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for me, I was very fortunate enough to realize very early on that money is not what I'm chasing; it's what it provides for mm-hmm. me is what I'm chasing. You know, the vacations, the the very nice car, the not mm-hmm. having to worry about the food on my plate, the financial security, all of the Mm. all of the great things that you know money does provide i think is what i'm striving for you know the dollar the peso the the pound whatever it is whatever currency it is it doesn't matter to me it's what it can get me Mm -hmm. about to say like your chase like from what it sounds like it seems like you're chasing the life that having money can give in the best like in the best way possible i worded that pretty poorly but still Um, you get like the message i want to say like more it's not about how much money you have and not about like how much like you can do with it it's what you can do with it and what the money that you have can provide for you 100 percent. like because that's for sure because like even like it even goes back to the old saying like money can't buy happiness which in some cases i disagree with because you know a nice car that's pretty happy like that (laughs) makes me pretty excited like you know chobani blueberry yogurts (laughs) that makes me so excited and money can get me that but for sure for sure but outside of like like true happiness and stuff like that that's just something that money will never be able to buy like unless you're a person that like heavily depends on that which honestly i would say like reevaluate some things sure. because money isn't going to last forever. Like right. it's something that is always going to come and go. It's always going to leave. Like you're always going to see that like $10 piece of gum. Yeah. Leave your bank account every time. Sure. It's like demoralizing. But if you like make sure that you try to keep um, the sense of what like the sense that it's going to come back, mm-hmm. that could help you. 
as well. So, but it can also be like pretty like detrimental to you as well. Like you go and I come, like oh, it's gonna come back. Even though it will, you don't know when it's gonna come back. You don't know. see that's where see that's where my big thing comes from. I don't know. Like I know I'm gonna get money again, but I don't know when it's gonna come back. Like how much it's gonna be. What am I gonna be able to do with that money that comes back? Sure. Like that's really where a lot of that like stems from and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's very understandable. I mean, you know, I could talk hours and hours, but I'll I keep it very short. I think for me just a couple of things that you uh that you said that stood out for me you were saying how like money and i think a lot of people say this is they say like well money isn't what i'm chasing it's it's the happiness and i very much think that that's a very good goal to strive for for happiness but i think everybody that i that brings up the word happiness i like to talk to because i think that i've kind of developed something that i think could help people you know, in that sense, because I think for a lot of people, it's very hard for them to feel happy or they think that money is what happiness is. But I think the confusion is that you're trying to be a feeling. And Mm -hmm. to me, as much as many people, you know, that being a specific feeling, you know, is good. And there's nothing wrong with being happy. There's nothing wrong with being sad. There's nothing wrong with being angry, but being those things for a prolonged period of time can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. So everybody always says, you know, I'm I'm chasing happiness. And that's a very, very good goal to strive for. You'll always be one step ahead if you're chasing happiness. But I think it's equally as important to remember that just because you're sad or just, just because you're angry doesn't mean that you're not overall happy. It's just that you can't always be happy just like you can't always be sad you can't always be angry like Mm -hmm. happiness to me although it is a great goal to strive for can't be the end goal either because Mm -hmm. you know just like money there's a finite amount of it there's Mm -hmm. only a small amount of happiness there's only a small amount of money and if you try to get all of it as much as you can like all of that happiness you're being just as greedy of somebody that's trying to gather all of the money that they can you know you're mm-hmm. falling into that trap it's just that one is monetary and one is you know non-tangible you can't touch happiness mm-hmm. you know with that so when with with that okay do you think like people who strive to be happy all the time like should treat that kind of how we treat money like you know it comes and goes like do you think that's what my people should adopt or like what? would you say about that um i just think that there can be no constant state of anything there can be no content in life you Mm -hmm. can't you can't ever feel as though the position that you're in is your final position so although happiness in and of itself to be happy all the time would be awesome you know it's not realistic Mm -hmm. think about it like you know if i I doubt you were because you know we know each other pretty well i i don't think you were you had the parents that gave you candy all the time but this is the example I give all the time imagine you know if every time you ate your dinner or you didn't eat your dinner and your mom gave you candy Mm -hmm. if every time she gave you candy sooner or later you're going to realize I don't need to eat my dinner to get this candy I'm being Mm -hmm. rewarded regardless yeah I would spit the candy out because I don't like candy I like that but anyway (laughs) go on I get the analogy yeah (laughs) but you know nonetheless (laughs) like when you're being fed something all of the time like even if it's good to everybody else like oh i wish i was in that position like you say that but too much of anything is is dangerous mm-hmm. so like you, know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes exactly and like it's you oh that is oh my gosh that's such a big topic that's a such a perfect big perfect example i think so many people spend their entire life thinking that other people are this are the root of their happiness or other people are the root to their sadness mm-hmm. or all these things like i'll tell you one thing <laughs> If you're happy, you're sad, you're whatever, if you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself you're something else, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, every day, you, the power that you can you know, have by just what you think is so important. You are, right now, the person that you are, are is a 150% reflection of your thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. in your past. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to be the person that you are right now, you need to change your thoughts now so that mm-hmm. you can change your future self. Everybody's always worried about instant gratification. I can do this to get that much better. Mm-hmm. How about just investing your time? Not to say that's something too, like that gets people a lot is like they don't want to do the work and invest the time in themselves. Like that's something I had to realize too. Like you have so much more control over yourself than you think. You're just set. You're like you're just told that through the media, through like 
TV shows, music, all them sure. different things, they affect like how you like how you perceive the world. And like once you start, like I feel like the be- I feel like when people are truly starting to be happy, this is like off the top of a little bit. But mm-hmm. when you truly start to be happy, is when you like stop caring. And like that is like some people might think <laughs> that's like if you don't care, like okay, like how are you gonna be happy? Like, but you're just like gonna be like rude and like disrespectful mm-hmm. but like i feel like when you stop caring and not like stop caring about everything but stop caring about what people think like what the outcome is going to be and just like unless it's like a dangerous situation and like do what you wanted to do in that moment right. i feel like you can be so much happier like even this past summer like i thought i was like this person that's like super dependent and well i am dependent but like mm-hmm. this person that's like super um super i can't think what the word was but like i thought i was a person that was very self-influence like I thought I did a lot on my own like I would do like influence on my emotions but after like going through like so funny story I actually was you might not even heard this but this because we didn't talk about the summertime much but mm-hmm. I was like yeah he doesn't text me guys be careful so. <laughs> <laughs> but um but over the summer I was like I was like having like deep suicidal thoughts and like legit almost killed myself like oh my god like you know cut dead throat like gutted like a fish type wow. thing like it was bad so and then okay. with that, like, one of the biggest things that helped me was, like, I'm trying to, like, make my mom happy. Like, I don't want her to be disappointed in me. And then, like, after that, my friends were like, well, you don't have control. When my, when my best friend, Shine, my other best friend, um, Anila, mm-hmm. I've always said, like, they've always said, like, you know, you can't, like, be dependent on that kind of stuff. Because, like, pe- people give you gratification because that's what you want to hear in that moment. But they're not always going to be there to give you that kind of gratification. And I always thought I was a person. I was like, oh, I don't need people. But, like, in, that, in reality, like, I need people more than I think I do. Like, when I was – because after that moment, obviously, I went to, like, therapy and stuff like that to try to get better and stuff like that, which I'm doing pretty good right now. You know, we which haven't said those three words. I'm going to kill myself in a while. Well, anyways. Good. Um, <laughs> we're doing pretty good, by the way. <laughs> but even with that, like, even just having them around, like, hey, I'm not doing well today. Like, like even just I'm asking like are you okay like what's going on like do you want to talk about anything like because I'm a very protective person of myself like I don't really get vulnerable with a lot of people and like open Same. up to a lot of people because it's just like I just don't trust people like I, like the way Same they way. just the way they just like react to things and the way they just like just carry themselves I just don't trust how people like think sometimes so I'm just I'd rather just do it by myself because that's how I've done it in my life too I've just been I've dealt with my own emotions and all my stuff like by myself like a lot which honestly could be kind of bad in some ways. But, like, honestly, I think sometimes it's not that bad, though. Because, like, if you're dealing with your stuff by yourself or, like, your issues or, like, problems or, like, setbacks by yourself, that's only – did you just hear that? Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, we got a fire truck coming to Robert Morris campus. I don't know why, but they're here. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but even just, like – I forgot what I was talking about talking about how you were talking to some friends a little bit more about uh, everything and how you were seeing a therapist oh yeah okay so how I was seeing like my therapist and stuff like that like opening up to them more and being like you know you can't do it all by yourself <coughs> and doing it all by yourself is a lot more pressure than you think it is like because I've had like a couple of different friends in my life try to like kill themselves and stuff like that like texting me like oh my gosh like I'm not doing well I'm gonna kill myself I'm like please don't because I'll cry but I'm also like I didn't realize how much of an effect that would have on like that that had on me because I just like internalized right. like oh whatever you know it's fine I'll get over it they'll be fine and mm-hmm. um, but after going to therapy and so I talked with my therapist I was like you know a lot like he was like you know that's a lot for somebody to handle I'm like isn't it really not he's like well think about it you imagine you tried to kill yourself and then like how much of toll that's going to take on you so imagine thinking about that for other people like oh they're going to kill themselves they're going to kill themselves and having that constant state of worry like wow this might be the thing that sets them off or like oh you might not be able to make it during time like that can honestly be a lot on someone's like mental health more than you think it would be, which brings us to our topic today. See, told you I found a way to work. Very out. good. Very thank good. you. Thank you. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be here all week. So. <laughs> but um, with the show and stuff, with like mental health and things like that, sure. that's something that like people honestly like haven't. I still don't think there's enough attention around it to be honest. Like no, I feel like people no. still like joke about it and like take it like not to heart and like. Sure. Just like don't understand it as much as they can, and the people and the thing is too, like fake activism with it. That's one thing that Ooh, bothers me a lot. Very much. Because people will be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, don't do this." Like suicide awareness month, you know, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, like anxiety awareness month, stuff like that. But then when someone's like having a panic attack or going through something or something like that, even if you like, they don't try to help at all. And I understand like doing more harm than good. Like I get that kind of concept, but I feel like if someone's having an anxiety <coughs> attack, like we all have been through like the trainings and like you know 
seeing videos of people who have just like been through it and be like, okay, this is like a base of the worship. Like comfort a person, like say, hey, how are you doing? Like even just a simple question, like how are you, can be the thing that lets somebody like just mm-hmm. let it all out. Because oftentimes, and I'm sure, sure you guys get this as well, like whenever you're like, like going through something like a tough time and someone says like, oh, are you okay? It's like waterworks every single time. Like it just triggers everything. So mm-hmm. it's just like, Absolutely. I feel like people should need to be more conscientious. Good word, Terry. Okay. Very good. They need to be more conscientious of like mental health and like what things can affect mental sure. health and stuff like that. So yeah. that's like my little rant for the day. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> how about what, what say you as my <laughs> professor? Would oh, say? I have tons to, and tons to say about mental health. Just like the thing, the topic we were talking about earlier, I could talk for hours and hours, but, um, you know, um, I've, like I said before, I've, I've been very blessed to be in a very good position. So I, I haven't been in a situation to where I felt as though that I was alone in the world, but mm-hmm. I've definitely been around plenty of people, you know, I went that I went to high school with. I, I graduated with around twelve to thirteen hundred kids. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> so I know, you know graduation was like over eight hours. Yeah, graduation <laughs> was like eight, nine hours. You know, it was very long. Oh no, I would have just dropped you know, out. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, luckily luckily my first name starts with a C, the last one with a J and mm-hmm. the way they split it I was good. But thank God. You know. So, nonetheless, anyways, yeah, you know, um, I think I don't really know where I was going, but I think with mental health, I think the biggest thing that you said that I agreed with the most is, is being conscientious, being conscious, being aware, being just, just knowing what's going on is, is very important. You know, we find ourselves a lot of times providing support for people after they've after they've reached rock bottom after you know i'm not saying that support is ever is ever at the wrong time but you know a lot of times the support comes at the person's funeral to the mom or it comes to the brother of the person who ended up having you know ended up killing themselves unfortunately the biggest thing with mental health is that we've proven that one of the best things that people can do is talk about it and Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel alone you know the reason they want to kill themselves or they feel as though they're going to kill themselves is because they feel alone and if the only solution is not being alone they clash you know that's Mm -hmm. a very hard oh no foul play (laughs) you know that's a very hard thing to approach you know i think with mental health just like happiness is something that will be negative it will be positive but it's all about what you feed it you know if, if you, you know, I'm not saying that a positive mindset is going to change anxiety it's not going to change you know the anxious feelings that you have or you know all of those things but it you know being positive every day just allows you to even if you don't believe it if you say it enough you'll believe mm-hmm. it eventually you know and something honestly though sorry to cut you no, off go but ahead. like that just made me think like honestly though i've said that to myself like you're just gonna be happy today but being happy all the time is so so difficult like Very. like you would never like i'm pretty sure people would like if i never told them like they would never know i was suicidal at one point like just like no. being happy all the time exactly see like <laughs> you would never know never. but like being that figure like being that happy figure all the time is just like honestly it's tiring it's exhausting and it's so so difficult like and it's not your job exactly it's not but like some like sometimes I feel like it is because like whenever you're like the person that's like always like okay what's going on like how's it going like where how are you you forget to check in on yourself and that's something I Absolutely. deal with a lot like I just care for people too much at sometimes and learn how to just like be cognizant of that just like hey let them do their thing but mm-hmm. it's just like a person uh, that's person personality trait that I don't think I'll ever like be able to get rid of because that's just like me like I just care intently about a lot of things like if something's like important to me like my friends or something like that like you like uh, my other friends like Haley Shauna my other friend Cheyenne and I'm like if anything happens to them like it's just like I feel like as their friend it's my responsibility to like make sure that they're like okay and like that that, that I can do everything I can to make sure that they're feeling okay and then I'll worry about my stuff later on because it's like see Trump that's not something that you should do guys but <laughs> make sure you prioritize yourself first something I'm learning but it's just a lot but yeah sorry anyways go ahead it just no, popped no. into my head I don't, was like, be okay. s- don't be sorry if you ever have anything to contribute no mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mind at all I think it's part of a productive conversation being able to pick up where somebody left off you mm-hmm. know so it's not a problem but anyway um, 
No, I think um, you know part of the part of the reason that I brought up going to a big school was also the fact mm-hmm. that you know we've we've had access to a lot of people that I think have helped me in life, and one of those people that actually did a uh, he did a pretty big speech around Pennsylvania, especially at our school, was a guy named Kevin Hines. I don't know if <gasps> any of the viewers or if or if you've ever heard of Kevin Hines, but he's a very special individual that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge in an attempt in a su- in a suicide attempt. And he oh. actually lived. He broke his back, and uh, don't quote me, but I believe a seal or some sort of sea animal actually lifted him mm-hmm. to the surface. Yep, a sea lion, I think yep, it was. and saved him long enough for uh, some uh, boater or the Coast Guard or somebody to save his life. And now he goes around the world, and he's a motivational speaker. And one of the things that he said that you know kind of relates to what you were saying was you know his, his bus ride to the Golden Gate Bridge. He was talking about crying in his lap in mm-hmm. a newspaper and being around 50 60 70 individuals <clears throat> excuse me mm-hmm. and he said that all all he wanted in that moment all he wanted was just for somebody to ask if he was okay or just to even acknowledge him even if it was a snooty remark like bumping into him and saying you know watch where you're going you know he said that anything negative or positive just acknowledging that I was there was all I needed Mm -hmm. and not even the bus driver said hi or bye or anything to him and Mm -hmm. he said that was what made me not hold myself back from killing myself anymore it was like not even the 70 individuals that I'm purposefully surrounding myself with are going to support me Mm -hmm. you know and it's not he wasn't saying that it was their job and to say it's their job is is not isn't fair but what is fair is to say that you know we need to as a collective just be a little bit more aware of what people got going on Mm -hmm. you know because as much as those random people can't give him that support, think about the people that have interacted with him every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, his parents, his friends, or whoever it is that th- they call themselves, his friends, or whoever he associates himself with. You know, mm-hmm. it's very it's very important, you know, especially in the country that we live in. We live in a very, very interdependent country that mm-hmm. is very dependent on our minorities just as much as our majorities. Mm-hmm. You know, our, mm-hmm. our country doesn't, function off of one specific group of people and if you want to make that into a race thing if you want to make that into a religious thing whatever it is 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 perfectly fine you know (laughs) but the the main thing that everybody needs to get past is that I, i don't know what society what world what what structure what government what anything has ever ever worked on the collective back of one specific group of people you know whether that be you know like i said any group race gender religion so for a lot of the people that we surround ourselves with that say you know this is the best way and this group of people has it the right way it's it's just extremely dangerous for what we've been building in our country for so long mm-hmm. you know? it really has it really has because like even just see even just that saying like just what you had just said it just hits like so close not to my home but like in general in life because like sure you never know and people like i understand it's a cliche now people just overuse this phrase sometimes but like you never know what someone's going through has so much more effect now than it did in previous years at least to my knowledge because i wasn't alive back then when they were like you know having slaves and all that i wasn't there no neither was i but you know even just that saying alone like it has so much more meaning to it now just because I feel like our generation has so much to deal with. Like yes. we all, like every generation has had their certain struggles, but I feel like ours are like, we have a good, like a good circle of them going on at the same time. If that makes sense. Like, Absolutely. We, like we're, ha- we're fighting the battle for like um, just civil, honestly, again, civil rights between like <laughs> um, people of color, not even just black people, like people like Mexican, indivi- Mexican individuals, black people, African Americans, yeah. you know, even like the subcategories of them, like Latinx and Latinas and all that. Like we, and then on top of that, we're fighting social media, like making sure our things are going. We're trying Absolutely. to make a platform for mental health again. Like it's just, we're doing so much more than we think we are. Right. And the thing is, people don't even like seem to notice that at all. Not that you have to do it to get noticed, but it's like, like you said, like just somebody to notice is like a nice thing to have. Like, because we do so much more than people think we do. As our gen- like, I feel like our generation has done so much already, <laughs> and we're only like in our twenties and stuff. Like when we actually had these like platforms, like news companies or like businesses or blogs or like stuff like like tv shows or stuff like that i feel like so much is going to change just with our generation oh my god i think that you know 
I, I would wholeheartedly, 150%, I agree. Our mm-hmm. generation is a very special generation, you know, mm-hmm. and for the people at home that aren't super nerdy like me, I'll let you guys <laughs> in on a little bit of, you know, information that you may or may not have known if you've taken history classes or not. Chase is, Chase is a personal Google, like, <laughs> assistant, if you <laughs> no, were wondering. No, no, <laughs> I just, I'm very interested in what goes on in the world, especially the past 100 years, you mm-hmm. know, and how uh, people have past generations have completely destroyed America, but that's a, a Oh, yes, a they have, uh, and they don't think they did. That's yeah, so funny. No, that's the best part, but we don't, you know, that's a different conversation. Different topic. Right. Right. I'm it actually itself. typing it down as we speak. Yeah. Um, but I forget where I was going. I apologize. Uh, um, you have said something, like, about the older generation, like, first ruining oh. things like that, but then it was going into something right. else, I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, um... But anyway, what I, what I was saying, you know, to piggyback off of what you were saying is, I don't know if people know, but the baby boomers are actually the biggest generation currently. That's mm-hmm. why you see all of the medicine commercials all the time. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're the biggest generation. So in saying that, we know that all of the commercials, all of the money, all of the products that are being made are going to be generated towards that specific generation. Mm-hmm. You know, and that has existed since the baby boomers, which is the 60s, you know, into the early 70s. Mm-hmm. What is happening now is, you know, our generation, the generations below that are starting to put up generational numbers that are far, far greater than the baby boomers saw in five years, let mm-hmm. alone 10 years, 15 years, however long. A, gener- a specific generation has to span. So, you know, we are starting to become the major sources of media. We are starting to become the people that all of these companies have to market to. And that's a power that we can take a very, very, very big advantage of. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand that the generation above us, but the one that's above that, like the one that's above us didn't have the social media didn't have the activism didn't have all of the things going on that we did mm-hmm. the access to information is so immensely easy. greater i mean you literally have a have five ten twenty fifty years worth of dictionaries that would span an entire library shelf all mm-hmm. in your pocket mm-hmm. i mean the access to information is uncanny to what they had back then but that also provides a lot of you know, you have a responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you do when you have social media. And I think that our generation specifically, although we use social media very well and to mm-hmm. our advantage, people have making careers <laughs> out of something that was invented. But I think mm-hmm. that it takes over a lot of our life, you know, yeah. and to tie it back into mental health. I mean, think about it, you know, something that it is providing you instant gratification when there is no such thing in life is very dangerous you know mm-hmm. when you're when you're be, when you're given those like numbers when you're given you know those blue check marks when you see uh that this girl's picture performed better than this one or mm-hmm. I, if i wear this specific color bikini that gets me that mm-hmm. much ahead or, or or whoever it is you know i'm mm-hmm. not just singling out women you know mm-hmm. it, it's very much men as <clears throat> very much men just as much as it is women i just mm-hmm. think that Everything in moderation is is very 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 important, mm-hmm. especially social media. You know, but our generation is is very very caught up, and I'm glad that I've surrounded myself with people like you, who <coughs> although they use social media f- to their advantage and to make themselves happy and to use it as a stress relief, moderation is some of the biggest things. You know, you'd be so surprised. <coughs> How many hours you th- you think that you're spending on social media and versus then, how many you actually and then are. you look in your phone I don't know how how many of you <clears throat> have an iPhone but you can actually go into your phone if you have an iPhone and you can check how long you spent on every app for every day for every week as mm-hmm. long as you've had the iPhone and I know a lot of people at home are probably thinking of themselves like oh it's not that bad I don't need to check like <clears throat> I'm somebody that prides myself on not being on my phone and trying not to be on social media, but I check and the amount of time that I'm on there is mind boggling. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, you, you start to realize how much more productive you can be with your time. And, you know, you let's take one app out of your phone. Let's, let's say, let's say you're spending 10, 15 hours on your phone. Let's take one app out of your phone and put something productive, like learning how to make secondary income or, 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 uh, you know, just learning about anything, learning, like Googling, like th- taking a topic for a day and Googling about yeah. it, like researching and like learning about it yourself. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. That's something I don't do. Cause I just, it's, it's 
no. Like to me, that kind of stuff is it boring. sounds like, so boring. It is like to me, at least to me. Like I'm my own person, so like that. So like right. you know, that kind of stuff to me is like boring. I'd rather have like a conversation and learn through that because it just makes it easier than reading right. about something for eight hours or so. Mm-hmm. So, but, but as long as you're reading, as long as you're learning, mm-hmm. if it's from somebody else, it's from the internet. It's it's sitting there and reading a book. You know, it's whatever mm-hmm. it is. As long as you're making yourself better every day. Exactly. So. Speaking, while well, he said that, I actually just went into my screen. So I'm going to give you all a tutorial through this like <laughs> podcast right here. So sure. for all the iPhone users, Androids, I'm sorry. I just don't know how to work your technology. So, you know, same, same. why don't you mature and get an iPhone? That'd be better. But, you know, anyways, <laughs> go. So unlock your phone with your face, fingerprint, passcode, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Then go into your settings app and then go down to a section called screen time. And then after that, click see all activity and click the day option if it's not already selected. And then you can scroll down a little bit and you'll see the apps that you use, how much time they're taking and stuff like that. So um, with that being said, today I was on my, well, today's still going on, but I've been on my phone for six hours and 25 minutes. But half of that time has gone to social um, with TikTok with being one hour and 39 minutes being the biggest. Now, while I say this, you probably guys are like, that's probably not that much time. But in comparison to before that is uh, that is you're right that's not too much time to me because before it would have been like four hours on tiktok or like eight hours on tiktok but now like as chase was saying like i'm starting to like once you start to do it in moderation and honestly when you do social media moderation it makes it so much better because you just see like so much more at a certain time and it's just like boom 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 versus if you're checking every 25 minutes you're like oh there's nothing new and it's just like stretch because there's nothing else to do you start to develop unhealthy habits with it like waking up and checking your phone i still do that because i just like check the time and stuff but other than that anyways but still like (coughs) finding stuff to do with your like phone besides social media is so beneficial like even even something as simple as opening iMessage or whatever you android people have something (laughs) as simple as opening iMessage and texting a friend like even that helps so much because i started doing because i was like always someone's like oh my god i don't know i can't text people like i just don't know how to get it and the thing was it wasn't anything with social media or like anything it was just me like i was just like stopping myself from communicating with people because I was just on social media time. But I was like, you know what, let me just text somebody and reach out. And now, like, I text people, like, every day, and I actually, like, enjoy it a lot more because it just, I feel, I don't know, when I'm texting somebody, I feel connected. Like, I just feel like we're connected or we're talking right in this moment, like, stuff like that. So, but, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Sure. Any time that somebody is texting me or dedicating any amount of time to making me better, making themselves better, I'm always, always all about it. I mean, with text message, you you're one of my closer friends at school, so you know that. But he still doesn't answer. You know, you know that. I was just about to say that <laughs> I, I find it very difficult to text people. I find mm-hmm. it very difficult. I would, I could sit on the phone with somebody for five and a half hours and not mm-hmm. skip a beat, but for some reason, texting five six words mm-hmm. that takes ten seconds for mm-hmm. me, I find it immensely complicated it is a lot though i will you know? say we're just taking the time to respond to somebody on a phone i feel like because the phone is just like so small and like typing it out it's just a lot like sure. when i'm on my computer yes. like i respond to people so fast so and he cool. probably sees no shouldn't be saying this on here but i do it during class don't like out me but <laughs> no. on like a lot of people like just text on the computer because you can just type it out so much easier and faster and things sure. like that too versus on your phone it's like you got to erase a couple of different things because you messed up the typing or like the phrase yeah. and you just get annoyed with just having to fix all the time so you just stop sure. texting people like but yeah. anyways go back to what you were saying no no i i'm always saying something you know i can i can always provide my input on on it in some way shape or form but you know i think the phone in and of itself i think is the problem it's not it's not social media it's not any of these things it's just you know it's having something so readily available so easily because there's no social norm that says that being on your phone all the time is so bad no matter how much anybody wants to say it being on your phone is not it is it's you know it's being on your phone Mm -hmm. you know and i think with a lot of people you know it's just it's very hard to resist the urge and when you stop resisting the urge and start giving into it you're creating a habit Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just as guilty as anybody else as always, you know, if I'm in an awkward situation or if it's silent a little bit too long or it makes you uncomfortable, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I find myself reaching for my phone a lot in mm-hmm. very uncomfortable situations. So it's something that I try to make myself very aware of. And, you know, to loop back to what I was saying before, the whole reason I brought up the product, you know, the screen time thing and the productivity and all of that isn't to make everybody feel bad about themselves. Because trust me, my screen time is probably a lot bigger than a lot of people's. <laughs> but, 
you know, the point is, is using these things as a positive instead of a negative, instead of, you know, I don't want to look at my screen time because I know it's going to be terrible, or I don't want to look at my screen time because I know it's fine. Instead of doing that, use it as a tool, you know, use it to keep yourself on track. That's mm-hmm. the way that I use it. Instead of, you know, making myself feel bad for how much screen time I have, I think to myself, you know, was this a hard week? You know, was this a week where I felt like I needed social media to calm me down a little bit more than then it's okay for me to be on it a little bit Mm -hmm. more. You know, there isn't a set amount of time you should be on social media. There's not a set amount of time that you should be studying. There's not a set amount of time that you should be spending with your friend. It's all just in moderation. It's all making sure that it's a balance. Mm -hmm. That's probably... And that is a good balance for you specifically. Like tailor it towards you, not towards anybody else. Exactly. If somebody else is too much, social media cannot be yours. Like, you know... You know, 30 minutes on social media for me can be the equivalent of your two and a half hours on social media. And we can still get the same amount done in a day if I'm on it for 30 minutes and you're on it for two and a half. You know, Mm -hmm. for everybody, it's extremely different. And trying to find one answer, I think if I think if we, you know, if we talk in the future, hopefully, um, I think that's a huge topic to talk about is everybody is very invested in the future and what's going on and what they have going on what they're working for but you know making sure that you take the second to be proud of yourself or to give yourself a pat on the back like you were saying like you you never really realized that like uh, oh i'm worrying about other people committing suicide and i never even thought to myself like oh i would never be that type of person and then you said you found yourself like that almost instantaneously and it's Mm -hmm. like it's because of the fact that i think so many people don't give themselves credit like Mm -hmm we're we're taught that it's cocky to be proud of yourself exactly. to or flaunt arrogant. yourself and honestly i don't think i've been taught one of, a, a better lesson by my family there is a very fine line between confidence and cockiness mm-hmm. and you know everybody's heard that but you know it is it is very true you know and making sure that you're proud of yourself and making sure that you know if you accomplish something good you're giving yourself gratification because you know think about it if if you do 10 good things and one bad thing, most of us are thinking about the one bad thing, mm-hmm. you know? But if you were in a relationship, if you were in a friendship, are you gonna think about the 10 bad things or the one bad thing they do or the 10 good things? Most mm-hmm. of the time we generally think of the 10 good things that they did mm-hmm. and not the one bad thing. So why do we view other people differently than we're viewing ourselves? Mm-hmm. We have to give ourselves some credit. Like some of us, you know, some more than others, but you know, you are a perfect example. You've been <laughs> through it, you know, you've been through a lot of stuff. And, you know, although you said it was very shocking to be in that mindset to a lot of us that see it from the outside looking in, it's just to us. It's kind of like a it, it was time it was just it. a matter of time for somebody to crack under so much pressure. I mean, I, there's very few times where I hear a lot of my friends, they say, like, you know, like, oh, I got to be like, oh, that's good. More, it's like, oh, I, well, I could have done so much better. And listen, you know, I know grades are very important. I'm sitting here as a junior in, in college. You know, they are very important. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes just the little wins, celebrating the little wins is what gets us through the very bad hardships, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's what trains us to realize that even the little goods are good and even the little bads are bad. And mm-hmm. everything is taken as a balance it's all you know that's that's life i think that's the biggest thing you know that's the best word that i can use Mm -hmm. as like the key to happiness the key to a happy life the key to anything is just balance Mm -hmm. you know making sure that you can take the good with the bad making sure that you can you know juggle the things that are going on in your life while Mm -hmm. also making sure that you're you're saying yourself like I'm that man. I'm mm-hmm. that guy. You know, I really did it. I, I'm I, that bitch. I, exactly. You know, I accomplished ev- everything that, you know, while everybody else was spending time inside and, you know, doing God knows what during the quarantine, I was accomplishing all of my goals. And I'm not comparing myself to anybody, but this is me celebrating my win. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this I, is just me being happy for myself because right. I did this. That's, I like you've worded it better. <laughs> happy for yourself. <laughs> Be happy for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if someone tries to tell you that, like, you shouldn't be happy for yourself, then they're, like, fake and don't need to be in your life because they're just causing toxicity <laughs> and all this other stuff as well. Because, like, honestly, most times 100%. people, like, when people are, like, trying to tear you down and stuff like that, there's some insecurity within themselves that they haven't figured out yet. So they just trauma dump, basically, that stuff onto you. So, and plus, even so, like, just, sound, like, 
even with like being like celebratory or stuff, like I've had people countless times say like, um, oh, like I've heard people talking like, oh, I don't like him because he's like too like confident or like I don't like him because he's too like loud. I'm like, first of all, don't be mad at me because you don't have the confidence that I have. Second of all, yeah. don't like, why are you mad that someone else is happy? Like, why don't you just figure it that, forget the same happiness for yourself? Like, it's not, it's not easy. Like, it's not like I just woke up one day and was like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm that girl. Like, I'm that, I'm that. I'm that figure. (laughs) Like, it's not like you just wake up one day. Like, it takes a long time to get that way. But, like, once you get that way, it's, like, the best thing ever. Because it's, like, because you can't, like, nobody, like, whatever somebody says, it can't affect you at that point. Like, you're basically just, like, a rock to whatever people say. Now, I will say, constructive criticism and that are two totally different things. Like, constructive criticism, you all, like, I don't care what anybody says. With constructive criticism, that's something that you always have to be ready to accept because that's what's ultimately going to help you grow. But the way someone says constructive criticism can be like, a, it's like it's a that's a different topic in itself too. It's like a that's a whole line. thing. It's exactly it's a fine line between the two. Absolutely. But I feel like once you like start to just kind of what I said earlier, once you start to just like let go and just like stop taking other people's opinion. Well, one, don't take people's opinions like to heart all the time because it's not oftentimes it's not what it's supposed to be. They're just saying something to do it. If it offends you, yeah, say something about it. Like that's one thing I struggle with so much. It's just like. Telling people like if something like immediately if something like makes me like upset or like if I'm uncomfortable or something like that, I'll in person just like oh whatever I'll be fine I'll get over it. But I'm like my other friends like my one friend Danielle we got close over like the summer literally like I don't even know how it happened on it. It was like man and we just started getting close super close. I go over her house every day. But mm-hmm. even like even her just telling me like if that made you uncomfortable like say something about it. I'm like but then mm-hmm. I don't know how to say. She's like just say like that made me uncomfortable and then just let it spark from there. Yeah, because honestly, there isn't a right way to say it. Exactly. And like also too, but I'm start. I think I'm starting to realize too. Like it doesn't have to always be immediate. Like some people, like for me, in those kind of situations, I just get quiet because I don't know like what to say or how I want to say it. But when I like afterwards, I'm like, I know I want to say this. Mm-hmm. But after that, I'm like, well, it's already happened, so it's like, what's the point of saying anything about it? But it's like, right. if it makes you feel, if it makes you feel this type of way, you need to say something about it because sure. that's like that's just like how you're gonna like move past and stuff like that. Like yeah. kind of thing. Like people won't know unless you tell them, basically. Absolutely. So, to simplify it, like down to all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know. But yeah, but I wanted to ask too. You asked something about like going on your phone and like how like in certain situations like you catch yourself just going on your phone to avoid yourself. I feel like right. that is a form of not just not diagnosing you specifically, but just like in general. Like I feel like a lot of us do that because we don't know how to like conversate. If that makes sense, like social media has made it like very very difficult to like learn how to conversate in person and like have those conversations, like have those moments. Like my like again, Danielle, she was like, you know. Silence isn't a bad thing. Like it's just a time for you to think about what to say next. Like you, like there's always something to talk about. You just have to think like what you want to say. Like, and if you get like if you treat if you treat like silence instead of it being like oh my gosh like what are we like we're just sitting here in silence like this is awkward. You're like hmm what else could I inquire about? What else could I ask? about? what else could I like pick their brain about? Like Absolutely. I feel like that'll help it like move along and make it less awkward because i know that's i know that's because i study with that kind of, not study that struggle with that kind of thing too just how it like just thinking about that like okay what else can i ask i'm like <coughs> oh what is like what are we talking about like something like that like there's always treat as an opportunity instead of a setback basically yeah to sum it up so 100 percent. i couldn't i couldn't agree more i think what you said about silence is probably one of the more powerful things that we will talk about or will conversate about i think that that is something that a lot of people aren't aware of you know i use I use silence to my absolute advantage in every shape or form, you know, because mm-hmm. you think about it and we were we were always raised to think before we speak. So how could you ever if somebody's asking you a deep question, how could you ever give them a fast response or why mm-hmm. would they ever expect you to give a response in that moment? Because if they are, then the question that they were asking wasn't that important. Exactly. If they need an instant answer in that moment, then whatever it is that they're asking you mm-hmm. is either extremely important or not important at mm-hmm. all. You know, yeah. there is no in between. There's no like, oh, this is pretty important. No, exactly. you know, and, you know, going on to kind of what you were saying a little bit before, you know, about not, uh, you know, kind of is not really off topic, but to the side of what we were kind of talking about is like, you know, you're talking about not worrying about as much about what other people feel about you or how you are perceived to other people. And I, <laughs> there's probably nothing I could agree with more. You know, and I think something to help that with some of you guys that may feel as though, you know, you find it hard to not worry about other people's opinions. I'll give you a little piece of advice that has been passed down in my family a lot. And it's, you know, 
if you the minute that you realize that what people say and do to you and about you is so much more a reflection of who they are than it is who you mm -hmm. truly are as a person i mean your entire life not not your entire life your entire mindset everything about you changes when you realize that what people are saying about you or to you is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of their perspective and what they think about you. Mm -hmm. And if, when you take those things to heart, when you believe those things, they're winning. You are becoming the person that they said you were. Mm -hmm. you know? And by ignoring those people and by realizing that you are the controller of your own fate, your own destiny, your own happiness, instantly, you, uh, at least in my in my humble experience, my life was severely, severely, you know, hindered when I felt like I couldn't wear this because um, family members would perceive me a specific way, or I couldn't say these things on social media because I have family members or friends that don't agree. And sometimes it's okay, you know, it's okay for those things to come out. It's okay to not know what to say you know but in a lot of a lot of times you know what people are saying about you is is so much just their fixed mindset they were never mm -hmm. you know a lot of people weren't raised to be conversating with people that are above their level of expertise and i think mm -hmm. that's also something that people need to be aware of you need to be okay with talking to somebody that's smarter than you that makes you seem more, less intelligent and you need to take like you said before constructive criticism is so important and if you're the type of person you know it, we're talking about the other side of this uh, if you're mm -hmm. the type of person that's going out of your way to say things about other people mm -hmm. and you're going on social media saying this person is crazy i don't know why anybody's friends with this person and, exactly. and when you become that person like please please do me a favor like think about what you're doing like look mm -hmm. at look at yourself like is that really what you want to be doing with your life is that what you want to be known as is that mm -hmm. what you want to project to the world is that what you want to leave like mm -hmm. if you were to die tomorrow would you be okay with making that person's life a living you know what you know like hell yeah yeah like <laughs> i just think that a lot of people and i think unfortunately social media has has made it even worse like you know, there's like the specific image that you have to fit into. And if you're not in that image, like you need to change yourself or you need to have this or you need to do that. Like, I think our generation is the generation that finally realizes that America was built on uniqueness. It was built on the people that were so much different than the people that we brought over from the Mayflower. You know, having the American Indians, having the African Americans, having the Asian culture, having the Indian culture, having all of these people put into one area is the reason why we are so much farther ahead of everybody but we're slacking we're i've i never thought i would ever say this or that it would ever happen but we're regressing from where we used to be mm -hmm. you know and i think a lot of people disagree with that and your political party won't be named but we all know what you are but it's okay you know and if you d and it's okay t for you to disagree with that but all I say is, is, is very simply, we cannot live in the same times that we used to live in, you know? And although what we used to be was very productive and w we got things done, we were severely depleting a lot of the people that made our nation what it is. I mean, for anybody that feels as though America was built on the, on the backs of just black people, just white people, just men just women are severely uneducated and to mm -hmm. me i i cannot have a conversation with somebody that feels as though just one specific person is is mm -hmm. the or one specific group of people is the answer to all of our problems it's not i could never speak on anything that the african-american community in the indian community the asian community are going through because i i just i do not face those oppressions you mm -hmm. know but to say that my race, my religion, my gender doesn't provide any oppression either is also, I think, very naive, you know? Just because you're a part of the majority doesn't mean you're not discriminated against as well, you know? There's definitely people that are discriminated against that are a part of the majority, but what other people need to understand is that there's been a lot of people that were treated way worse than you oh, were yeah. as the majority, so if you need to take a couple punches on the face, you need to take a couple slurs, you need to take a couple things i'm not saying it's right but i am saying that there was a people 
and there was a group of people. There was a a lot, couple of different groups of people. A lot that suffered so un so much unfathomably more than you could ever imagine. That I challenge you to sometimes think think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about the fact that like is are, this really that right, bad? If you are a part of a majority things. and you are being discriminated against, I understand. You know that a majority can be discriminated against, but think, think to yourself, how many generations of people were oppressed over the past 100 years in America, let alone, I don't know if any of you guys know, but Earth has been around a long, long time, and people have been around very long as well. You know, we've been we've been going through the civilization thing for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know, and the so many different types of civilization so that have come across different. from yeah. world civilizations just learned that, guys. You know, so much. There have been so many different civilizations, and so many different types of government, and so many different types of everything yeah. that you don't even know about. It's, it's just, just an it's, experiment. It makes you think a lot. Yeah, so. it really makes you think, especially when you know. I I think that this is a perfect segue. You know, I. Me and Terion both have a World Civ class with a very, very, very good professor. And, you know, one of the things that we're always going into and always seeing is the fact that every civilization, every group of people, whatever their ideas are, is not to be radical against the opposition. It's just to make their life better. Everybody's trying to build on the ideas of the past and make their life better, make their community better. And that's, you know, that's what we saw so much. But what we've always saw that has, you know, been the fall of pretty much every empire, every big people is oppression of people. You know, when you don't allow every single one of the people around you to have the same opportunity, then you are creating an inequality that will never be fixed with any laws, mm-hmm. any amendments, nothing. You, you created the system. How do you fix, how do you fix the system? You no, can't. You're creating injustice in yourself. Yeah, you are creating injustice within the form of rule or, or government or whatever it is that you're trying to instill, you know. And, you know, the reason I take all of these history classes is I think it's so important to realize that, like, I mean, the, the fact that there was a, a Muslim civilization thousands of years ago that favored you know, women in a government society over men, and now, you know, the that specific community of people is known to actually oppress women is something that actually fascinates me. You know, that seven, eight, nine, a thousand years, two thousand years ago, there were civilizations that understood that women and men all had equal spots and equal places in civilization, yet we create one of the freest, most protected places you could ever be in America, and then we oppress every single person in America. Mm-hmm. What was the point? And not and when he says oppression, I want to make sure people understand it. it's not just government oppression. It's not just like laws no, and no. stuff like that, that does it. You, people in general, oppre- oppress a lot of people more than you think you do. 100%. Even if it's just the small actions that you take, the small things that you say, the small things, the small things that you do to people, that can be like a form of presence. So for example, like if someone's trying to speak their mind about a topic and you're just like, well, this is too too difficult of a topic to talk about, you know, then we're not going to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. That's hurting someone in their self because it makes you like, it just cancel. It just like takes away another person's perspective and perspectives are the best way to learn. Cause you, cause like they have something that you don't already. So, but with all that being said, I know the conversation took a couple of different turns, sure. but we're basically this thing, this the basic topic was mental health and things like that. So it was mm-hmm. team themed more so just not specific topics. But things I want to mention is like an ending quote and you can do this too if you want to, Chase. I'm like I'm thinking I'm gonna do like an ending quote at the end of everything to sum it all together. Yeah. And love to. one of the cool. ending quotes that I had that I taught that I would say myself all the time is like, I'm not responsible I'm not responsible for the version of me you created in your head. Wow. That's a great quote. Thank you. Very thank good you, quote. Thank um you. So what would your quote be if you had a quote to sum this up? Because I know you're like an encyclopedia sure. of quotes. <laughs> I did not prepare anything, but I think actually something to, to you know, kind of goes along with this. It might be a little corny, but, you know, the lion never truly concerns himself with the opinions of the sheep. I think that's my best quote mm. to go with this. You know, the lion never concerns himself with, with the, the opinions of the sheep, you know. 
And I think I could explain that in a ton of different ways, but mm -hmm. the very, very... Yeah, give us the simplified you know, yeah, explanation. Yeah, the, the very <laughs> small explanation would be, you know, lions, lions and sheep, they come from two different climates, two different walks of life. So why would a lion ever waste his time worrying about people that have no effect on his life at mm -hmm. all? Similarly, you are the lion, and everybody else that is saying bad things about you or saying things that aren't helping you every day, they are the sheep. Why mm -hmm. would you concern yourself with people that aren't helping you every day? Mm -hmm. They mean nothing. Especially Zero. when they don't even know who you are. Especially like, they never talk they to you. Don't they don't know, know, you, know you. So why do you care what they think about right. you? So Perfect. But, well, with that being said, that is the end of our first episode of Philosophy. So um, if you guys enjoyed, this isn't YouTube, so don't like, comment, or subscribe. But if you did <laughs> enjoy just keep coming back for more because these will be posted on Fridays. It's probably when you're hearing this. But um, just like to say thank you to our potential co-host Chase for being in this um, episode with me and spearheading, like not spearheading, but like you know, taking the reins to make a deeper, make a conversation deeper than what to make a deep conversation basically. Sure. So thank you for attending. So you know, claps thank you very for much that. for having me. You know, so. And thank you for always picking my brain per usual. So, of course, of course. <laughs> but alrighty, guys, thank you so much for tuning into Philosophize, a podcast by me, Terry on Bell, with potential co-host Chase Jacobs. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week for a well, potentially, see you next week for a different topic. Thank you so much for listening, and share this podcast with your friends. You know, Please. get us some traction. You know, yeah. make. Be the difference you wanted to, to see when you were younger. Right. And that's that on that. Per. Bye. Period.